he also was a second round pick as far as making up fake names. I think he went with like Robert Smith or something. What's up, folks? It's another edition. It's hitting the high notes. Utah Jazz Talk. It is I. I am here. It is uh, your host, um, uh, at Who Trans Superman. That's H U U T R A N. At Who Trans Superman on the Twitterverse and the IG. I am Who Tran. And I'm here. He is one of the lost residents of Westview. It's a mystery. It is Go to This is 49, Jared Barker. Two snaps in a circle, gentlemen. What? What does what? that mean? Nothing. What? Well, all right. Interesting. All right. Um, uh, and folks, are you, this is you not. Way. Are you not aware of where the, or the, what that's from, man? No. <laughs> oh, okay. And, uh, uh, this is the way, folks. Um, uh, he never takes his helmet off. It is the Dragon Squatch himself at Dragon Squatch. Logan Cox, what's up, man? Yeah, helmet's always on. Uh, just real quick before I forget, um, Benny the Bull shouted out, shouted out. Uh, you know, my GF and my daughter today on the Instagram. The Benny what? the Bull, yeah, yeah. The so, Benny the Bull, I saw it. it. Was that's so cool? Arya did yeah. not care, did not understand what was going on because he wasn't talking about directly. Directly, but it was a big day in our household. Oh, DJ, I'm a DJ. He's gonna give you the good love tonight because of that. She loves love some Benny. <laughs> All right, All right folks. Ben, well, Benny is her favorite person, character, anything. So yeah, second only to Julius Caesar Fraser Caesar Peppers. Pe- <laughs> I told her about Jabril Peppers. She's like, "Oops!" Uh, et tu brutes? Et tu brutes? Oh uh, yes, um, uh, we tried to get DJ to come talk about Julius Peppers on the on the jazz podcast, but she would not. But we're still going to hit the high notes, regardless. Um, oh boy, what is that going on there? Uh, excuse me. Regardless. Um, yeah, I know it's a rough start. Folks. Is that? Was that? Do you do have a? You do have a? A page on your Instagram dedicated to your great hair, so I guess it makes sense. <laughs> we are, um, uh, yes, exactly. We are uh, about to um, uh, talk about jazz here. We're going to start off because uh, we're on a low note, right? Um, uh, the jazz, um, uh, the the win streak came to an end. Uh, all good things must come to an end. Jazz go eleven in a row, but go into Denver and get released. You know, it doesn't look that bad. Um, Jared, you saw you watched did you watch the game? It was a Sunday afternoon game. Did you uh, watch it? Yeah, I did. I watched the loss and there was parts of it I felt like I kinda checked out. Um, especially since I was getting some Denver audio. I was like, Oh man, this sucks. Like that their broadcast team was I don't know. It's not that they it's not the homerness that bothered me, it was the Okay, the, but Yeah. That aside, um, how do you feel about the game overall? Like, I'm a, how do you like? Where did that? Where I, I kind of feel like it was a, an expected loss. Like people should have expected it. Um, I mean, because we didn't play all that well last time, and we kind of got out of there by the skin of our teeth. Um, my least favorite thing about the game was it gave uh, what's his bucket HP trash get ball uh, ample opportunity to dunk on the Jazz. See, they're not as good. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, I mean, but I mean that first half, right? Jokic um, uh, just dominates the Jazz. Yeah, uh, we made some questionable defensive coverage decisions on him. Like uh, Bojan had some time on on uh, guarding Jokic, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't start, know. Started off on him, right? Royce um, and Royce did a couple possessions there too. A smaller guy on 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 Joker does not seem like the way to go. Uh, either favors 
or Rudy seems like. But honestly, I don't think that that's something the Jazz are going to do in the regular season. I think that's a playoff adjustment. Uh, Logan, um, I mean, same question. Like, um, uh, the Jazz lose. Uh, but is it the way they lost? The, the, the fact that they lost? Like, um, uh, is there anything bothering you about that Denver Jazz game? Uh, the, only, the only thing that bothers me, and this is going to be, this is going to be in reference. Oh, I got to give credit to to Brian Priest, our our Jazz Pod co-op guy, pointing this out. The only thing that really sucks to me is that that would have been uh, that would have been a guarantee we had the tiebreaker with Denver, which could be big down the stretch. Um, so it would have been nice. You know, I, I understand you got 11 wins and you, you just take them where you can get them. It just would have been, I would have probably maybe traded another win or a couple wins for that, for that Denver one. Cause it would have been nice to just at least have it from the beginning. I'm not saying, I think we only get one game with them. That's right. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't You're right. We only get times, one left so. and it's going to be here, but I don't know how much that's going to mean. So, well, I mean, I mean it'll lot, be something, right? Like, It'll be the head-to-head matchup winner. So yeah, so it, it, uh, that's the only. No, I mean, I, I mean that, that. I don't really feel like we have that much of a home edge with them because it seems like, uh, like we're just very evenly matched, and they're used to playing here. We're used to playing there. We're both high altitude spots. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. There's not with, with these two teams, and who 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 knowing what amount of people are in the stands that create an advantage are probably it's probably Nolan Boyd. So that, that's the only thing I really that was really kind of a bummer. Uh, I mean, obviously when you lose, but I mean, when a team comes, I mean, I, I wasn't like, it was interesting as you watched this because it was true. Like this is, this is, this is where I watched jazz Twitter and I'm just, it's, it's just, it's something to watch. So you guys talk about these tweet ups. I'm pretty sure that tweet ups is code for fight club. Is that what that is when you guys do these things? <laughs> like, tweet ups don't really exist that first, much anymore. The, Cause I think everybody does hate each other on there now, especially well, because uh, it feels like there's a division between the old jazz Twitter guard people and like the newer folks that the older guard thinks people are bandwagon. I don't know. There's a lot of weird animosity rivalries and whatnot within jazz Twitter. And I, I know cause I used to be part of uh, a ridiculous uh, faction that, <laughs> that had something against a particular blog that will not be named. Um, and it's just, yeah, we, I don't know. We're, we're just very petty as a fan base, I guess. I don't know. I can just, I can just promise you that if people talk like that to each other, to their faces, there'd be people punched in the face. Oh yeah. Um, so, so I, I was, totally agree I with was, that. People was, are way nicer was, in person. I was just watching. I just got a kick out of it because it, it was some people who surprised me. And those, those people also were at least on, at least, at least the algorithm was feeding that was not feeding them to me. There was a couple individuals specifically, but they were they were kind of in the middle of everything on Sunday, and then they seemed to they weren't there last night when we won, which was nice. But, anyways, I, that's just more of a side humor humorous note. But I really do think that when a team comes out and plays that well, I mean they they shot like ridiculously well. They did some really, I mean, they wasn't fifteen of seventeen the first half from three. There's some things you couldn't help. At the same time, I also think the Jazz effort was kind of was was not also awesome. You know, second oh, yeah. quarter, second quarter that. and fourth quarter. I think that the third quarter they played well. So I mean, it, it was a combination of things. Because I but really, I, but really, those things are going to happen. You're not going to win all of them, but right. Because uh, I, I saw that too, right? Like um, uh, like everyone's like, oh, they they shot historically, right? And I get that, but let's go back to the bubble, right? Like, oh, no way, Denver keeps up this amount of play, or Jamal Murray yeah, keeps up this amount for of play. Three or four more games, yeah. And now let's like take the take the last ten game sample here, like what's the common denominator of like all these things going off, right? <laughs> like the jazz, the jazz defense against Denver always seems to like not be there, not step yeah, up. Yeah, they, they like have our number. They, they know, they know how to hurt us. The nuggets are our daddy. 
The Nuggets, <laughs> yeah, Pedro, right? So, um, well, it's for yeah. Joker. Like, um, uh, yeah. So, like, I mean, obviously, fifteen of seventeen is something that's pretty uncommon. But how the De- how the Denver Nuggets play the Jazz is not like we should expect big performances from Jokic, but. We didn't even like. I don't. I don't even. Like, I don't think Jamal Murray was that big of a factor. But man, everybody else was. So yeah. No, that's that's kind of the problem. Is we we let Joker uh, get everybody else their looks and everybody. I mean, yeah, you're right. Murray wasn't that big, but everybody else on on the team, including that. What what was it like? Forty points that he put up, Joker. I don't. I don't remember. He put like thirty. He put thirty in the first half. Like yeah, just fifty. I think. Yeah, so uh, it was uh, close. yeah, it's close. It was somewhere between forty-five and I don't know. J. Rod. Um, uh, so like, I mean, I asked, I asked this during the winning streak. I asked this, you know, before the winning streak. What concerns do you have about the Jazz team now? Well, I mean, it's always the same. I feel like we're hammering this point home a lot, but uh, the the perimeter defense. You have to wonder what it's going to look like in the postseason, and if it looks like it does against Denver, because they're they kind of was, uh, was this perimeter defense or was it like just. Uh, they, were they doubling at the wrong times? Like, I mean, joking, the, well, the, a lot of the rotations playing, felt like they were either late or off, or uh, the way they were covering Yosik did not seem like optimal. Because um, you know, we kind of it, it just feels like feels like we really let him get going by not uh, playing him as how we usually do. Like, but but. Yeah, it's, it is, and it's hard to say. I mean, we slowed him down a little bit in the second half, playing more ball denial. And I think that's what you got to do with him. You got to play a little bit more ball denial because him having the ball in his hands is pretty dangerous against us. And, and, right. and like, it just feels like, like like he knows how to beat us. Logan, like, like, like Jokic is playing at an MVP level right now. Like, no doubt about it. We're not, you know, like he's just playing that well. Like, no one's stopping him right now, not, not including the Jazz and including Rudy Gobert. Um, and you said something interesting like, uh, and like uh, even Jerry kind of mentioned, like, oh, we're we're saving this for a playoff matchup. Like, to get a tiebreaker this early in the year, it's it's a pretty important game. Like, I, I mean, every game is one game in the season, right? But this game gives you a, a distinct advantage. That like, what are you saving for? Like, why are you saving it for the playoffs when you can get you know two a two at least one lead in the season series and have that monkey off your back um, uh, in the first two months, right? Yeah, well, and I, I don't know if I mean, and I think we're all talking about maybe the we're all referencing the favors Gobert lineup possibly, right? Is that what we're all kind of getting at the, the saving something for later? Yeah, but it, it feels I don't, like a lot of people they, are talking about. That. They, they came out. They came out. I mean, it, I mean, they just had us from the jump. There wasn't even a chance to even really do it. You know, I mean, it was. I mean, we were down by twenty something points in the first quarter, I believe. So, I mean, it was we were chasing ourselves the entire time. So, I don't know that we necessarily had it but I, I would support that because you're right it is more of a playoff like matchup and if you're ever going to pull out your you know your specialty lineups then then would be the time um i do i do have a question about to you guys on on the perimeter defense because i don't speak defense um first first question being was the perimeter defense better in this 11 game win streak because i just see people tweeting out the metrics over and over again that our offense and defense were, were like we were in the top five top six in both of those metrics as as this win streak progressed so i mean i i don't you know, when it comes to me, the perimeter defenses, things will stand out to me like Alfred Payton and um, Austin Rivers and things like that. And I don't really yep. recall a whole lot of that taking place in 11-game win streak. It could have been. And the follow-up to that being – well, just I'll, I'll ask that question to you guys, yeah. and then I've got, I've it's got a, a great question. perimeter defense. It's a great question. Um, I think that 
the way we're looking at it, it can be twofold. So sometimes it's guards breaking the paint, and then that breaks down the perimeter and how we react to that. So a guard driving and kicking, and then, you know, guys falling off their man because they want to help on the interior or something. And so that that's one thing. And I think Alfred Payton, he, he was just in the matchup where they where they really beat us. Um, he was just driving and he was kind of having his way with us a little bit. Um, in terms of has it been better, I would say yes and no. I think we've gotten away with some things. Uh, there are probably still some things to clean up, and I think that the Nuggets game highlighted that nicely. It's just that there are things still to clean up, and we were acting like we're this unbeatable super team, or at least some of us were. I don't, I don't know. I'm not pointing any fingers. I mean, we're fans. We all kind of do that stuff. It's, it's fun. You know, you ride the wave when your team's winning, when they're hot. You know, enjoy it. Um, so, so I think it's, it's, it's a yes and no. I mean, I know that's a hedge, but. So, who, so, so I guess who my question to you would be then with perimeter defense is: Do we? So it sounds like in moments we played a little better and we handle it better. My my thought process about the perimeter defense have it comes around to this, and that is, no team is perfect. Every team has got a flaw, and this appears to be our flaw. And I don't know that we're going to build a perfect team to ever make that part of better. Are we good in the other? Do we do do we think we're good enough in the other areas to make up for that flaw? Because everyone has a flaw, and that appears to be our consistent right flaw. So- uh, like, so uh, the, 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 the game we lost before Denver was New York. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I don't, if I remember that correctly, I don't remember it was Peyton driving. It was Peyton just driving and then laying it up like, um, uh, they, he's yeah, just beating our right. guards and then just you're going right, right up favors chest and, and putting it in. And then Austin rivers, um, Royce, oh, he was going the one that was killing us on the perimeter. Yeah. He was and then Royce, yeah, Royce would just go underneath the screens and Austin rivers would just jack up a three. And uh, he did, he did that again when New York came to Utah in that first half, like he went 10 for 10. Um, yeah. And somebody mentioned that, that Austin rivers sat like the first part of the third quarter when he was here. He was, and, uh, Mark and Doug, Mark. And yeah. Doug and Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday. And I was like, Oh man, yep, I did. The, yeah, they're right. I, I mean, I wonder. <laughs> I did the highlights for I did the highlights for that game and I I read monologues um uh, uh monologues um uh, like uh opponent thread and a lot of the Nick fans said the same thing oh yeah great why why are we sitting our guy who um scored like Cooking. forty points yeah. for us in the first half uh you know like I mean I, maybe he doesn't start but like he he didn't really come in until maybe through the third and then I don't know maybe, maybe the jazz because I was watching it on fast forward because I have to cut the highlights um. But like I'm a, he like he didn't touch the ball a lot at all. Like they were going almost everywhere else except for Austin, and maybe the Jazz were playing good denial defense. Because um, that that sort of happened with Brandon Ingram in the second games of the Pelicans. Like Ingram torched the Jazz in the first half, but then Royce played a lot more uh, denial ball in the second half, and you know Ingram went from scoring whatever in the first half and like didn't score at all in the second half. So um, the Jazz have been making good halftime adjustments this year. Um, McCade from uh, Home Court Press doesn't like comeback wins because it, it gives an excuse for the teams to to go down, and you know that's just that, that's his thing, right? Um, eh, I I don't feel like that's necessarily an excuse, but it's like sometimes stuff happens and stuff doesn't go your way, and if you can't come, I, I like wins any way you can get them because I feel like yeah. that gives you more experience in different episodes. The, the, I mean, it wasn't just blowouts. I mean, the Jets had a lot of blowout wins, like you know they blew out Dallas twice. 
Um, they they blew out the the Warriors, but they had to come back against the Pelicans. They had to come back against the Knicks. So they that, that was impressive about the eleven game win streak because they were doing it in different ways. Um, but it does yeah it does highlight like okay maybe we still have a I, I I keep hitting this point and I guess I'll keep hitting it because it is the thing when you have five guys out there and here's the thing Mike's been playing pretty good defense. Mm. Donovan's mm, jury's kind of out on it because like sometimes he gets lost, but so you have two six one guards in the backcourt playing okay defense, but still physically, um, you know, it was like when Hornacek would guard Jordan or Pippen in the in the finals in '97, like it wasn't ideal, right? Because um, uh, those guys had three or four inches on, on Horny, and but you know that was the matchup, right? So mm. now we have Donovan and Mike going out there, and most nights they're going to be playing backcourts that are bigger. Than they are, right. and I, I get that Donovan has a long wings. It's just, just you know, phys, physical limitations there. Boyan's in the lineup, and Boyan's been playing better. Like he's obviously been playing better. But Logan, what is that thing that you said about Boyan playing well? Do you remember about him playing well? Yeah, I mean, I mean if he plays, said. if he plays yeah. well, something's happening. Else is happening, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, if he if he's consistently i mean i think what he's done now when he gets some spot moments where he was the hot guy it's different but i mean i just don't know that i mean if, yeah, if, i don't if, know if, 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 yeah i mean so hot right now yeah <laughs> I, I guess that's what i'm saying I, and i don't know i i have had similar thoughts too that we've watched him go off for like 30 points the last couple of games is we've also <laughs> again it's gonna sound like bohan hate which you know when you read the when you read between the lines on the the twitterverse it sounds like we're hating on him. we're not hating on him it's just saying that you know, he has gone off the last two games, and the one game we lost, and one game we looked a little sketchy down the stretch. So I, I don't know. It's it's still hard to know. I think he's I think he has tremendous value, but him he looked like the old Bohan the last couple of games, and maybe it's a coincidence, maybe not. But we lost the game, and we did not look great against Detroit. Well, the the game that like uh, he scored one, and and Donovan was out for two games, right? That he went off against Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Donovan was out of it, and then. Against Detroit, um, oh, I guess da- against Denver, uh, Donovan might as well have been out. Like um, uh, Donovan was, I don't know what Donovan was doing that game. That game was a, a really rough watch for Donovan fans. And then Detroit, Mike Conley had a, a very kind of a subpar game. So it gets back to something I was saying in the offseason was we've never seen Boyan, Mike, and Donovan all be really good at the same time. And this might come down to there's not enough shots to go up to get everybody going. Um, it is nice to see Boyan hit like clutch shots again. Uh, I, I, again, it does come as Boyan hate, but to me, when I like look at like okay, if I'm a GM, I'm always looking to get better. Boyan seems to be the spot that I feel like we might be able to get better. Like maybe not offensively, but to get somebody out there that can be a stopgap. Like okay, like again, I've said something like oh, like another Royce O'Neal. Like a Royce O'Neal, like like if Shaq Harrison, if you told me that Shaq Harrison could hit the three as well as Royce and guard Jamal Murray better than Royce O'Neal can, I I would consider that right. You know, there there are some other limitations, but I, I just picked Harrison because he's on the team, and I don't I don't know if that's plausible at all. But like, do you agree? Well, like, in the in the limited minutes he's seen, he hasn't looked great. So yeah, I mean, I, I I'm, I'm I'm having a hard time judging a guy off. I know. So, so maybe what I'm, so maybe what you're saying, who is and at least is the way I'm seeing it. Again, the sample size is small, but essentially, 
Bohan's at his, his best for us when he is just spotting up and shooting, not dribbling, not even one dribble. It seems to be like <laughs> one, one dribble. He seems to throw off his rhythm, but when he just catches and shoots, that's when he's, he's at his ultimate best for us. And there's probably a decent amount of dudes who can do that. Right. I guess. Is that what you're getting? Right. At? Yeah. Like, like his, his skill set. I mean, no one's going to, he did have that seven assist game. And that was incredible. Yeah, and, and, but also it's sort of an aberration, right? Yeah, like, for him, absolutely. Are, that's true. <laughs> um, like, I mean, if Boyan was doing that every game, if Boyan played like that against the Warriors, like that every game, it's a whole different conversation. Like, he's getting assists, he's getting rebounds. Uh, he was on a triple-double watch that game. That's something that you don't see at all. Like No, from him, you know, yeah. You see yeah. more of the 30-0-0-0-0, like close to the 30-0-0-0. Triple-zero game, yeah. Yeah, versus the, the triple-double game. And yeah. it's just like, like if I'm a GM, I, I'm thinking just like a GM here, like, okay, Boyan has raised his stock value, right? Like, uh, you know, game stock value and, um, game stock. Yeah. If it. you <laughs> want to get better, right? Like sometimes you have to make these hard decisions of like, and I don't know there, I don't know who's out there that the jazz could get, but if you put, tell me that there's a small forward out there, if there's a Trevor Ariza in his prime, player out there that you can get for Boyan, mm-hmm. I, that might work. Now, again, the Jazz, it's not, it's not broke, right? Don't If it's not broke, why fix it? But yeah. I guess the, I guess as a GM, you want to a think... Last, a, last year, a last year's Jeremy Grant, not this Jeremy Grant, but a year. Right. A year. Yeah, Jer- Jeremy Grant, my, my, my boy Jeremy Grant. So it's just, it's just one of those things that, like, if you're a GM, though, aren't you, aren't you trying to, like, fix things before they break? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's I. I don't know. I don't know. I, great, I don't think. Insight. I don't think the Jazz try to fix things before they break. I think the Jazz um, feel like they've got a good group, and unless things don't pan out this year, I don't see them moving. But I mean, I, I mean, I I don't think so either. I'm just saying, would you rather have a GM that is proactive in, or would you rather because I got in Utah. Wait, if you wait and things break, then, you know, like, like, like Boyan a month ago, like you, you know, it was broken. Like, Oh, all right. Yeah. But I mean, he was coming back from an injury. I don't know. I, I feel like judging well, guys I guess, coming I guess back I'm from saying, an injury. Like, not, not Boyan specifically, but like the Boyan situation, like, Oh great. We had this. Well, value was well really it's high. also hold on like second, with Mike Conley. Hold on, second, hold on a second. Okay. Yeah. Boyan's value. Who's really high right now. You can get probably something really good for that value. And then the season started and all of a sudden all that value went, down to the tank, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, no one can see the future, but as a GM, you you try to identify things that are weaknesses in your team, or like things that, you yeah. know, like you like Boyan, but looking for market inefficiencies, the guys that are undervalued, like Jordan Clarkson. So, yeah, I, you, I mean, maybe they are evaluating all those things. I honestly wouldn't know. Um, I'm not asking if you know. I'm asking, would you rather have someone going? Hey, we think if we trade Boyan. Oh, uh, add, I want somebody that's always proactive, no matter what. Like always. Okay, uh, but is that proactivity? If that proactivity means trading, it doesn't mean it has to lead to a move. To me, it means that they're always working behind the scenes to try to figure okay, out if what there if, is. A- okay, what if this means? Okay, but what, take the situation though. Take say say like, hey, we're going to move on from Boyan, and would you want them to move on from Boyan to see if they can get a three and D guy? Um. Probably, yeah, uh, probably, but, but I don't well, think I can't think of anybody that might be available. No, that I, I, I mean, again, but like we didn't know Jordan Clarkson uh, was going to be this good, right? 
Yeah. And they went and got Dante Dante in a second rounder to get Jordan Clarkson. Right. So, like, I mean, mm. where they found another, like, Jordan Clarkson-type player that plays really good defense, right? You I know, think that would be great. How do you I, feel I, about, like, um, uh, messing with – I guess the question I'm trying to ask is, how do you feel about messing with team chemistry or, like, something that doesn't seem broken – if the the GM if the GM says, "Hey guys, I think this is we're trading away." Well, you know me, I'm all in on Dennis Dennis Lindsay. I think okay. I would I'd like to hear Logan's answer to that though. I, I, I was asking him. Logan, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my bad. I'm uh, sorry. Um, uh, how do you feel about like him? Do, do you would you want a GM to do that? Uh, so just just specifically the Jazz situation. No, I I think. This is going to be contradicting myself. I mean, I, I always want them to be proactive, and I wish I, I do like the fact that they went all in a year ago with Conley, and they've taken some of those all-in moves. So, if something's sitting there, then I say yes. Um, but I think what's, I guess, what's interesting, I guess, this is kind of like the original question I asked you, and this is where I think that we differ. Is uh, essentially what you're saying is, my original question was, do you think that we can overcome the perimeter defense as being our major deficiency? And if we're if we're moving on. Uh, if we're moving on from Bohan, we're saying, no, we can't overcome it. And I just look at these guys on the court right now, and every time I, I see a lineup, I'm like, we have five really good guys on the court. And it's just, you know, for whatever whatever his weaknesses are, I think that it's still at this point in time, I don't, I, I would I would hold, I would at least give it another week or so. I know that's 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 hedging it, but I, I need to see it. It's, it's still it's just so confusing to me. I need to see good Bohan. I, I need to see like what you said. We need to see if all three of them can be good. And if a couple weeks down the road we're seeing the same thing where they all can't be good at once, then I think you need to open that dialogue back up. Right. Okay. And um. Uh, and I, again, that could be it. Could be moving one of them to the bench to, with with Jordan Clarkson. You know, like it could be a bunch of things besides just trading. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll, starting I'll, Joe is the answer, and then sitting Boyan is the. Yeah. Maybe I'll think of like a different ways to ask that because I'm not quite sure I was articulate enough in asking that. All right. You yeah, know, I mean, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. I'm just saying because I'm still so confused. Just like with the Mike Conley situation, I mean, everyone can pretend to fly, can pretend that they were on the the Conley train for a full <laughs> year. They're liars. But I think we, I think that I think the best and most leveled assessment of Conley last year was we just don't know. You know, it was just yeah. it was too hard. It was incomplete. And I think that, like you said, we finally got the rest of the everyone doing their job like they're supposed to. And now that Bohan's doing his job, it's when people were hurt or when we were all healthy, it didn't look well. So I just. I need a, another sample size, and if it looks if it looks more like it did during the eleven game win streak, I say pull the trigger. I say do it because you're right; he's still good, but I think it's he might be the missing piece. Does that make sense? I just need to see a little bit more to see if um, you know almost you know can we just outscore them? I don't know. Hi, I'm McCoy. Hi, I'm Emily, and we're the Jazzy Gals. If you're looking for in depth Utah Jazz basketball analysis. This ain't it. <laughs> but if you are looking to discuss how great Rudy's beard looked this week, jazz Twitter crushes, or other fun pop culture things, you have come to the right place. That's right. And you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And also on Twitter at Pod. Go Jazz! Go Jazz! Yeah, so um, uh, the Jazz, again, like, um, uh, this is just a theoretical, like, just a thought uh, thought exercise. Like, obviously, the Jazz are number one in the West still. Um, uh, they, you know, uh, the Denver was a test that the Jazz failed, unfortunately. It sucks, but it is what it is. Like, you you know, you can't win them all, whatever. Um, it was, you know, uh, again, the, the Nuggets had to play really well, and the Jazz 
uh, to their credit, was able to play a better second half. Like um, uh, they took a lot from that second half um, uh, with them. Um, and yeah, so things. I, I don't think things are broken. I think the Jazz are probably fine. But I guess for me, the thought process is it's interesting to see. Like, all right, if something happens, if if something came across the line, like I mean, I know that Boyan is very loved in Utah. Uh, a lot of other podcasts love Boyan, and as they should. Um, I'm not trying to you know trash Boyan. I'm just saying. Out of the top nine players, which one do I think is redundant? I guess, and so um, uh, that was just trying to like, I, I'm I'm trying to nitpick. I guess is what I'm trying to do here. So no, I th- I think you're onto something too, though, because um, you're right. It, it, there is some redundancy there, and there are some uh, everyone. Most of the guys in the starting the, the top nine have at least a couple valuable skills, and his seems to be one uh, most times. I mean, again, there's some outliers, but I, but I, it also shooting. Too, Basically. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, although too, I think that I think what you're saying is most times these things do require bold moves, and I think as a jazz fan base, we're kind of and not just exclusive to the jazz, but especially the jazzes, we're just we're not accustomed to that, so it, it hurts right. to, to, to eke well, out that comfort zone. My question would be: Is do we have another high volume three point shooter that can hit at that clip, and will we be replacing him with a? A volume three-point shooter. Yeah, comes a big we won, concern. We won, we won eleven games in a row when he wasn't shooting at a high clip. Yeah, like I mean, I, no, but he was still. You still have to respect him as a shooter, though. He has that. No, I get that, that and, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying you know go get somebody who's defense only. I'm saying you go get somebody like like Jeremy like Jeremy Grant last year was somebody that could hit threes, win open right, and um, uh, like if you put him out there, and then you have. Again, this is oh yeah, Jeremy Grant would have been like the perfect player for right. us. So I, I'm not, I don't know if there's another Jeremy Grant out there. I'm just saying, but there might be another guy that has similar gravity as Boyan. You know, normally they have the same gravity, but someone has similar gravity as as Boyan, uh, but gives you something else. Like maybe mm-hmm. he's not as efficient as a scorer, or like I'm not as deadly as a. Scorer, but like, if you had another Royce, like when Royce is hitting right, Royce is Royce has just as much gravity as, as Boyan. Like um, uh, he gets open a lot more because yeah, he just doesn't take as enough shots, honestly. Yeah, I mean, uh, but uh, again, it's one of those um, uh, one of those things that the Jazz offense um, uh, seems to have enough spot up three point shooting opportunities. Um, look, we, we've harped on that enough. Um, uh, that was a lot <laughs> about that. Um, Detroit. Um, let's go quickly on this one. The Jazz win. The Jazz went up big. The Jazz almost lost it at the end. Really, like the Jazz got really close. Like the Jazz have given up some like six six points, I think. I was like I want to say four points at the in the, like the last two minutes there. Like um, uh, uh, it was like the yeah they had a chance to like hit a three to get within one. They missed it, and then Boyan hit a three to make it seven. And I was like, all right, you know, everybody let their breath out. Um, man, I, don't know. I was I was enjoying uh, playing devil's advocate on that because I was enjoying the people freaking out. I don't so. know. I don't know that devil's advocate. I think that's just like enjoying misery is what it is. Well, no, 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 not really. I mean, because like people aren't really miserable. I mean, if if you're miserable about your team losing, I, I feel like that's kind of way over melodramatic. I mean, you got other problems if that's your. I mean, your primary. Okay, concern. that's like ninety five percent of people though. Like, if your team loses, I mean, I think it's actually understandable, especially when you, they blew a big lead. Um, Jared was over there. What that's was your a regular tweet? season game though? Yeah, but your tweet was like, "Oh, I'm I'm here for when Jazz Twitter burns down." I was like, "Oh God!" I was like, "Oh jeez, <laughs> Jared is just relishing." What's wrong with that? that? I chose violence. That's why that's that to me. Did wake up choosing violence that day, <laughs> Logan? Um, uh, that Detroit game. I mean, for me, it didn't bother me. Like, I I guess I just never thought. Maybe because 
for me, jazz losses don't bother me that much. But um, uh, I don't know. Like, um, uh, how are you feeling during that? It was uh, it was surprising because it felt like we had the game in hand, and then all of a sudden you look down. Oh crap! <laughs> they, uh, you know, they're back. They're back in the game. Like it was. It was. It was I think there was a game where we were. I want to say it was the Pelicans game where we were losing and then we got ahead and you look up like, Oh, we're up by 12. When did that happen? And it just, it was, yep. it was like a, it was like a gentle slide in there. Um, I'm glad they, I'm glad they pulled it out because I do believe there would be, I, I believe a lot of PTSD comes up because what was the biggest, the biggest frustration with the jazz last year, we win five, we lose five. And if you would have dropped another one to Detroit, you know, it would have been, especially yeah, you, know, you start two. wondering, then the narrative yeah. changes, and it's like, especially with the, how the far schedule are we slide? coming up, right? The schedule, like the Jazz have, like it's called okay. detonary. Like yeah, I, I wish I love schedule. Like, a lot of us know the term, but we have no idea whether, like, we see the tweet, but we have no idea who tweeted it. Um, but yeah, the tough schedule coming up. Um, uh, a bunch of back-to-backs, a bunch of like game, fly to a new new city, game the next day. So um, it felt like um, uh, right before that 11-game win streak, where the Jazz came home, that, that away trip. That um, uh, I guess it was like at the beginning of the the win streak, right? So. Um, yeah, I think that's what you're talking yeah. about. But the end, the end of the, the end of the road trip was like the beginning of the win streak for the Jazz. Like after that New York game, right? So, but it was a lot of the same things. Like they had like, what was it, seven games in ten days or something like that, or seven games in eleven days, and yeah. one of them got canceled. Well, and then predictably, our our win streak uh, end, ends on the road, right? Oh, I don't know. Jazz looks okay on the road. Like I, 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 I mean, well, it's yeah, not, it's overall, not, but you know, we lost to the Knicks on the road. We lost to, uh, yeah, to Denver on the road. We almost dropped another one in Denver. So I don't know. I mean, do you have that 2007 feeling? Because um, uh, like at the beginning, of the first five games, the Jazz lost two games at home and won like three or four on the road. Right, right, Logan. Say it, sorry, say that again. I was looking you, up. You had to do. feel like oh, home home games are such an advantage for the Jazz, and road games are a real disadvantage. Like like 2007, or do you feel like it's no? I mean, I, I you know, first of all, right now is as constructed. It doesn't matter because there's nobody in the stands. Um, but I think I think this Jazz group has actually they're not. I mean, even the last couple of years, it all depends uh, on how we shoot, it, honestly. And I, I would be interested to seeing our shooting splits at home and on the road to see if that. Uh, if, if, if we're comparing eras, the, if we're comparing this group of guys to the Boozer Williams era, it's a night and day difference because those teams, those Boozer Williams teams, dominated at home and were terrible on the road. Yeah. And the, the the one credit I'll give to the Rudy Don teams is the home court advantage doesn't seem to be that elite. Like no one can win here. It's still really good, but it's not like death anymore. I mean, there were some <laughs> runs where those Jazz teams are like what thirty. They'd only lose two games at home all year, but they are they are they they, they seem to do better on the road. Um, yeah, like, it's a better. But, 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 uh, yeah, I mean that's even before this year. I mean this year is just weird because right. there's no one, there's not really anyone there unless you're playing in Utah or. Uh, yeah, that, that was a Houston. that was an unfair comparison. You're you're right. That's an unfair comparison. Um, uh, but yeah, the Jazz, like the Jazz, I feel like I, like I guess my feeling overall is that oh, Jazz away from home, like it it feels like the and Jared tried to mention it that it's a make or miss league <laughs> league. So. Um, yeah, the Jazz, you know, miss shots, make sure. And that's the other thing is like, um, uh, are are we seeing different ways the Jazz are winning, or is it just like, can we hit enough threes to win? I, I so think I think we're seeing different things. I don't think it's all threes, as much as people want to say we live live or die by the three. I I think we're seeing some different stuff. Well, we are shooting more and making more than anyone in the history of the NBA, so I think there's something to it, but. Yeah, um, but I don't think it's it's all or nothing. Like, uh, no, or nothing. But like, is it enough? Is it enough? Like, 
is there enough variety that if the Jazz have another cold shooting night, like um, I don't know, the last really. Well, cold- I think what we really need is a mid-range merchant, a la Chris Paul, but he's like the best in the game at it. Okay, yeah, like, Jared's <laughs> like, well, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, no, I know, but who's, who's somebody who is, who is like the next level down from Chris Paul in the mid range? Would it be Demar Derozan? Eh, I don't know. You give up a lot on defense with Demar. Uh, it's it's just tough. It's a tough call. I don't know. I mean, uh, but I mean, mid range is such a weird because like right now the Jazz shot chart I want to say are is either I would say ninety percent shots are either in the paint or. Um, right. Uh, beyond the arc, like the mid range doesn't seem like a, a real weakness for the Jazz. It seems like it's undervalued by the NBA as a whole, though. So I think that's a, a place that where you have to. And in the playoffs, I think mid range is more important because it's just yeah, hard almost, to get a quality they, shot they, at they, any level. They've almost shamed it out of the game. It seems like yeah, yeah I mean, which is take, weird. Take, take, I, I blame the Morey, uh, Daryl Morey's of the world for that. David Locke. <laughs> but you know, well, definitely have locked. But to be fair, like um, uh, the Jazz again, you know, if ninety percent of their shots are either at the rim and shooting threes, and their offense looks like it's fire most nights. Yeah, I do. I, I do. I do think off. in that Pistons game, Donovan took like a, 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 a off the dribble like jump shot, like a, a mid ranger, and it felt really weird to see it. It was just bizarre because it's just like we just uh, to Jared's point, we just don't we don't we don't see it at all anymore. Especially Donovan, yes. right? Like Donovan, but that was Donovan, Donovan did all the Donovan did it quite a bit though in his previous years, right? right exactly. it, was just, it, okay, it was like, Donovan. oh my god, we don't we don't like, do that. that. But, but I have a question for you: What almost took down the Warriors? Chris Paul exploiting the mid range. I mean, I, if you're having an off shooting night and you're just a little bit closer to the hoop, and that's what the defense is giving you, and you can hit those at a decent clip, I mean, yeah. I mean, what I was mean, it like? What was like the last the 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 last really bad shooting night I can remember for the Jazz is second half against the Knicks when they just went cold from three, um, and they didn't really do anything else, right? Like, on yeah, one but hand, is 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 our hot shooting sustainable? Is was what it comes down to. That's a good question, Logan. Yeah, I, I, I keep want to I keep wanting to say no, but they keep. I mean, it's almost like it's evolving into that. It's and it's not just the the Jazz. It feels like everyone's evolving into it. Just continues to happen. And, over and over um, again. I think they showed like Christian. Uh, I, I fought some Rocket fans, and they showed Christian Woods' uh, shot chart, and his shot chart is like the Jazz, all around the arc or inside the paint, and no mid rangers, no mid range shots. Um, is the Jazz hot shooting sustainable? I think yes, because the offense is designed to get. Like, the, it's not like they're chucking up. They're, they're chucking up yeah, open I, shots I do still time. think that that we're not going to hit historic levels as much. I think we're going to fall. There's guys that are going to fall off from over 50%. I just, I don't think that's, do you think it because like you, do you think like law averages or you think, cause like, uh, yeah. Cause I think that they're, they're just, they're going through a hot shoot. Yeah. Cause Royce has never shot over 50% from three for this long in his career. I don't think that that's the new normal for him. I don't think over 50% is the new normal. One of the only players to ever do it. Is, is Steph Curry to shoot 50% from three for okay. uh, extended so, stretches. So I don't... Advocate. Um, uh, ding, 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 devil's advocate. Um, the, the yes, Lucifer. Seeing, what was that? I said yes, yes Lucifer. <laughs> <laughs> the, the shots that we're seeing the Jazz take, though, like Royce may not... Royce is hitting this clip because he's out there with Boyan, uh, Donovan, Mike, and Rudy, and the gravity of all four of those players... 
like the the guy they're probably leaving open is Royce O'Neill, right? And Royce is hitting a lot of those open threes. Like obviously nobody's hitting 100%, but we're seeing a lot of open threes, aren't we? Yeah, but I also think you see you're going to see different looks in the playoffs that are probably going to bring those numbers down cuz I don't think teams shoot as hot during the uh, during the playoffs. I just don't cuz okay. Uh and again that that comes with a different adjustment. Logan, I'm uh I mean I mean the, the question is is the hot shooting sustainable or is the hot shooting sustainable because in the regular the season probably of the Jazz offense or the Jazz shooting is unsustainable because like they're just making more shots and getting kind of lucky. Well, I think the Jazz often no, I think the team is finally benefiting from all the all the work that's put in been put in by the coaching staff and the players over the years cuz now all of them are there together. We have so much shooting that I mean yeah, it's it, it's it, it becomes it starts becoming like egalitarian and they're all they're all helping each other because of they all have good shooting. So they have to be respected on the perimeter. You can't double guys as easy, easily, okay. and it just yeah, it creates one on ones, and then they sometimes energy. Just a little... they, they're working for each other. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think that and that is something I don't <laughs> well, I don't know if I've ever said it on this podcast, but uh, Rayal Salt Lake, you know, had a uh, this thing, this mantra that they always used to say. It's called the team is the star, <laughs> and I always felt like if this Jazz team was going to win a title. It was not going to be because Donovan was the next LeBron. It was going to be because the pieces all together, Mike Conley, Donovan, Rudy, Bojan, Joe Ingles, Jordan Clarkson, are greater than the sum of their parts. And I still believe that that's probably what's going to end up happening. If the Jazz are going to win a title, the team is the star. It's not just Donovan Mitchell. It's not just Rudy Gobert. And as much as this is a star-driven league, yeah, that's why people are saying, well, yeah, the Jazz... That Pistons team, that Spurs team, because they were more, as a whole, as a group, their collective ended up being greater. So, yeah, I mean, through 20 games, which is in this season, what, that's how that's a third, over a third, close to a third, close to a third, right? 60, 70. So it, it's, it's, it's sustained so far. And really, at the end of the day, I don't think it matters. That's the way the team has been built. So it's either going to work or it's not going to work. Right. Uh, um, and, and you're and you're hoping to do something similar to what the Warriors did because when the Warriors and I say this, I know the Warriors comps come, up, but I'm not necessarily saying we have to be the next Warriors. But what I'm saying is, Phoenix did this forever, and they said it, you can't win championships that way, and they were they were right. And up as as Golden State went on their first title run, people said the same thing: you can't do this for this long; it won't work, especially when right. the playoffs roll around. And they had to do it, and so we, we, we we've got to be we've got to be I guess revolutionary in that in that respect because we haven't it hasn't really been done at this clip in this rate. So that's the way they've constructed, and they they put all those pieces around it. It's, it's so wild to think about all the shooting we have now because I'm pretty sure, you know, in the last years of the Hayward Joe Johnson days, it was there wasn't any shooting at all. We couldn't find enough shooters. Basically, and yep. now it's just like we're talking about: do we unload Bohan, who's just like a, a dead eye because we've got so much shooting? You know, it's 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 a crazy it's a it's a crazy flip. Um, so I, I mean, it, it, it's the way the team is constructed and I don't see that we have any choice, but to write it out. And so far it's proven true because, uh, like you said, if it's not one guy, yes, no one's, there's not, everyone's going to shoot 40 or 50% all the time, but there, I think there's enough quality guys that eventually the ball will find those guys and it'll get people on a roll. There's just, there's so many good shooters on the team. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, there's essentially four of them on the court almost at all, at all times. Right. Yep. Which is which is great for us because we we basically don't have five out lineups, no. and I don't think we need one personally. No, 
No, not anymore. I mean, not without. I mean, the the the, the one one Achilles heel of the Jazz for the last couple of years was the Rockets, and they don't exist anymore. So, right. um, I have thank, to thank write you, down. Thank you, thank you Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I have to write down at the forty-six mark um, uh, to. I have to write down the forty-six mark that um, I needed to cut out all the Real Salt Lake talk in, in this podcast. So, Wait, um, why? Um, such a hater. So, Death Row is coming up. Uh, Logan. Death Row is coming up. Like it's gonna be a hard schedule for the Jazz. I want to say they have like seven or eight tough games coming up. What if they go four and four? Predictions here. What if they go four and four in the next eight games? What do you think? Uh, I think that'd be I think that'd be a bit of a letdown because they seem to be humming at a better clip than that. So um, I still I still want to be above five hundred and 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 more on the sixty six percent side of it all. The the thing about Death Row that I'm curious about that I'll, has anyone delved into this too is. Uh, everyone so the, the Jazz play they they play some good teams that's true but they just play a lot of games. Um, there's a lot of games that are being played and that's I think where some people assume some of those losses comes uh, you know because like the next what are the next three it's like Atlanta. Right, let me, uh, here, ready? So yeah. they play Atlanta today or or sorry they play Atlanta Thursday you know because you might be listening to podcasts today Atlanta Thursday they fly to Charlotte to play the Hornets the next day then they have one day rest fly to Indiana. Play Indiana uh, eleven a.m. Mountain Time, so oh, that's also that's a uh, Sunday really, game. Eleven a.m. Sunday game, really screwy game because it's one o'clock Eastern Time, so eleven o'clock Mountain Time. That I mean, their bodies might be you know jet lag, right? Is is a thing. So that yeah. that could be a thing for them. Especially like they're not even they're not really. Plus, Indiana is pretty good, and and they do have Miles Turner who can stretch the floor. He's a great defender. Yeah, uh, that, that should be an interesting matchup for us. So then the then the the big game. This is a, this is a TNT game. I want to say Celtics and Jazz. Uh, or yeah, East that's, a, one of those two. that's a TNT game. That's Celtics Jazz. Our next uh, meeting with Shaq. Thanks to Sarah Todd. I know that. So, so Celtics Jazz uh, on the national stage. That's a game for. Uh, then they have two days off, which is nice. Then they come home. Oh, the, that that was a home game. Sorry, Jazz Celtics is a home game. Stay home, couple days rest. They get the Bucks. Um, you know, Bucks who the Jazz beat really well in Milwaukee, but they're still a pretty good team. You never know, and it could be a revenge game for for Milwaukee. Game six is the Heat against the Jazz. Uh, the next day, I don't know. Maybe there's a hangover. Who knows? Um, like a, a game hangover. Um, game seven is the Sixers who are playing very well. Uh, on Monday, so one day rest there, and then they fly to L.A. for Wednesday, Friday. Uh, to face the Clippers in one of those home and home stretches. Uh, I want to say the first home and home stretch where the Jazz are out of the away team. Um, yeah, that's not that's not good. Um, when I <laughs> when I when I first heard people say Deathuary, I just looked at the the month on a whole, right? So I looked at everything. I was like, this is this is a lot of games. And I remember seeing some good teams. I didn't because I, I mentally didn't put them all together at right. once. Uh, that's the the first. So that's all. That's all the more importance that on these next three. Even though Indiana, Indiana's you know a solid team, they've got to win the they got to win the next three um, because it does get it does get more yeah, challenging. Yeah, I, 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 I see if I, we don't. And yeah. I think that I think that if we if, if the Jazz are what we want them to be, I mean I, I'm I'm just I've been of the mindset I'm not interested in the same old Jazz. I'm not, I'm not interested in the five six Jazz. I'm not interested in that we're a good Jazz. I want them to be great Jazz. I want them to be the team that's battling for the one two or three. So me personally, I will be disappointed if we don't. Yeah, you know, I when, want them to go we, six on two in this road trip. Yeah, six, okay, or two so. or six, six or two or five and three. 
you know, five and three would be acceptable, but I prefer six and two because I feel like that really cements us as yes, top three <laughs> in the most, West. No, I like, would say no, but I would say if, if we Boy, go six, six and two, two that's definitely like top three in the West, and it's like you need they deserve to be in the conversation type thing. That that to me like their play matches up and okay, is, so, is significant. It's a standard. So Jazz go in the next eight games because that, that's not even the full like night I read you, but the, the Jazz go four and four, Jared. Like you're saying, your opinion, you, you probably oh. think your opinions. Uh, yeah, my opinion of the team probably lessens a little, a little bit. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's fair. That's, I mean, uh, I say that's fair a lot, but it is fair. Um, <laughs> uh, it is, it is. I mean, that's that is. What I was, it is. I, I was pretty, I was pretty set mentally, set mentally on six and two until you started reading off that line. I was like, oh my hell. Yeah. Uh, so, so I mean, like, five I, and I, three, I, I will accept. Four yeah, and four to me, that's like, it's uh, you hear, you hear that, Jazz? Five and three. It, it, it is it is it is a rough stretch, and I guess the one part I would I would wonder aloud is you know that part aside because my whole thought on Deathuary was again the volume of games was is, is is everyone playing this many games to try to condense this down and so we, we we've looked at, as Jazz fans we've looked at what how terrible and rough ours looks but have have we looked at to see what the Lakers or the Clippers looks like I don't know what yeah, would happen so. what would happen if the Jazz knock on wood everybody. <laughs> Had like nine players on contact tracing for COVID, like and had oh, like. Oh yeah, no. Well, th- then I think that changes the conversation. Obviously, that changes. The conversation. Just, well, here's the thing. Like, I'm a uh, one of the jazz followers. I don't, she doesn't follow this podcast, but I follow her. Uh, Hallie said she got COVID twice. Uh, we saw Kevin Durant have to go out earlier in the year for contact tracing. I'll just I'll tell Tanner to tell her to listen because she listens to Tanner. Okay, and um, <laughs> uh, welcome back, Tanner Martin, and. Um, so there's a, there's the thing that everybody was really confident the Jazz would survive COVID scares in this new year, but the problem is that COVID is still a thing, and yeah, the Jazz absolutely. could lose game. Like the Jazz almost lost the game against the Pistons, lost as in the game that wasn't played because there was some you know some false positive tests for Detroit, and so that was kind of scary. The Jazz have been fairly, I mean the Jazz have had what one game canceled? Yeah, only the one. I mean the, the Grizzlies had. The Grizzlies had two weeks. Can- the Grizzlies and the Wizards had like two weeks canceled. Yep. Okay. Decimated. So, yeah. So um. Uh, yeah. It's, it's it's one of those weird, quirky stats. Hi, folks. Thanks for listening to part one. Uh, stay tuned. We'll have part two up in a couple of days, and de- definitely don't want to miss it. We got the Carson Corner. We got the Nugget Pouch, and we have the Fat Curry Factory.